life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show that's all about connections, the ones we make, the ones we miss, and most importantly, the ones connecting to ourself. Uh, we hope that we entice you, empower you, and give you some things worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I'm very pleased to welcome my guest this evening, Debbie Papadakis, to the show. Debbie, welcome. Um, Hi, Gord. Nice to see you. Thank it's, you. It's Gord, just so you remember. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do remember your name very well. I know you do. Um, uh, we are live. If you want to join in on the conversation, uh, please give us a call toll-free from anywhere in North America, one eight 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 nine one four one. 9141 Now, let me tell you a little bit about Debbie. Um, she is an award-winning certified hypnotherapist. She's a registered psychotherapist, and she is the founder of the Hypno Healing Institute in Toronto. Um, Debbie grew up in Greece and had difficulty finding books to read on the subject of hypnosis or even the human mind. Uh, when she arrived in Canada, she found that there was lots to read, albeit it wasn't English. Uh, she decided to pursue psychotherapy, spent four years training at the Transformational Arts College, and from there she went on to study hypnosis. Uh, Debbie has been featured in Oprah's O Magazine. You've been on the show as well, if I recall. Yes. No, I haven't been no. on the show. Before. Okay, you're in the O Magazine, her happiness uh, book. Uh, also, CNN, Vision yes. TV, uh, just to name a few. There, you're the recipient of the Order of Braid inductee from the National Guild of Hypnotists, and you're also the recipient of the Life Diplomate in hypnotherapy award by the International Medical and Dental Hypnotherapy Association. She has just released her newest book called The Relationship Code, uh, Heal Your Wounded Heart. Is that enough? Because otherwise we're gonna take up all your talking time. <laughs> you have a lot of great well, stuff. <laughs> thank you so much. You don't have to say all of that, but anyway, thank you. It's, you know what, it, it's nice, it's nice. Um, you know, you, you're from Greece. I know that. I've known you for a long time. Um, and, yes. you know, I just wanted to, just before we start, uh, you know, just say something about what's happening in Russia, uh, more specifically, what Russia is happening onto the Ukraine. You know, whatever your belief system is, whether you pray or you meditate or you light candles or you dance or sing, please do one of those things. And let's you know put out some light into this world, because that's not how we're going to connect. And this show's about connections. You know, it's about bringing people together. And this is the furthest thing from all of our minds. I know a lot of us are quite shocked this evening. So uh, please, please give good, 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 good thoughts to the Ukraine and also to Russia. That maybe the light will go on there too. Yeah. Anything do you want to add to that, Debbie? Pardon me. Do you want to say anything around that? Well, what I want to say is to please, uh, little prayers for everybody, for everybody, including the Russians, including their leaders of these countries, 
we need to go into our hearts and send love outside in order for the world to heal. And a little prayer, or you said it, or a little candle or a meditation, whatever. Yeah, I do yeah, believe yeah. the energies, when we send love outside, it goes all over the place. It's not just in our own, our own backyard. So what I really want to say, thank you for having me today, but I I was praying most of the day through my work to to send vibes to this, this poor uh people the poor yeah. souls were suffering but also the people who are doing that they still suffer as somebody who is in love with themselves they don't do that kind of stuff no exactly exactly you know yeah so doesn't matter what your religion whether you believe in you know good thoughts good good words good deeds you yes. know so you got attracted to studying hypnosis now, where, how did that come about? How did that come about? I've always, uh, as a little child, when you're in Greece, you study, you learn how to read and write a grade one or grade two through reading Plato and then uh, Hippocrates and all these people. And I've always I was attracted to this kind of trains of, of training or of reading. But it was, uh, I, I always questioned, I had a very busy mind, which drove me crazy. I'm uh, <laughs> trying to figure out why somebody's uh, happy and somebody's unhappy. Why somebody's wealthy and somebody's unwealthy. So what, what is going on in these people, these relationships are succeeding and other people don't. What is happening? There's gotta be something behind that. And you mentioned it, I came to, uh, to, to Canada and I originally, I was a um, long story, but I was stopped going to school because my parent, my mother, I should say, she thought you nobody's going to marry, you already talk too much. <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, so it's better stop school because otherwise you're going to be uh, the corner they used to say. Anyway, long story short, I came to Canada and I went back to school to high school here. I went three years to high school. I didn't, I didn't want to take it on distance. I had to go to school. I was pregnant with my baby. And I was going to say all that to find a husband. I had already a husband by that time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but, but anyways, and I steady and steady and steady. I'm still steady. I have over 10,000 books around everywhere. I don't know what to do with them anymore. But uh, constantly, the only thing I spend my money is books. And I'm excited to do so, excited to do so. And it's uh, learning for me is a lifelong thing. And it's till the day I die, I will be studying and I will be learning and I will. <laughs> so, and, and I'm very intrigued by the why people are different. What creates somebody to be happy and somebody unhappy. And I was, I'm thankful I ended up in your school for four years and I loved yeah. all of it. That Thank was you. the beginning of my opening. And you're a tough student. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, I'll tell you a no. secret that you don't know. When we were given the exam, I was given this exam and I had so many days to do it. And I was busy, blah, blah, blah. And I had to go in the United States for a conference. And I left the conference at midnight. I'm driving from Boston. I came to Toronto at eight o'clock in the morning and six o'clock I'm flying for Cuba and I have to finish the exam and send it to you. And I did that. I didn't know that. 
Yes, I did. That's okay. a true story. And I work very hard, but but you only work hard when you like something. Absolutely. If you don't like something, you rebel it. You you delay it. You you put it. At, uh, you do it after work and procrastinate and all that. But yeah. for me, I loved what I was learning, and I'm so appreciated for being in your school. And it was such a loving place because I was lost when I started there. I was. I was, I didn't know where I was okay. and I felt the love and felt the support. And if I couldn't do something, I had ways to ask people and all that. And I spent four years there. And I, at the same time I was going, I was raising my children. I had a husband, I mean, the whole thing. And when I graduated, by the time I graduated, I, I had to find something more, which I met my teacher in, in, in hypnosis. And I, then that started another another um, journey I, was say, and yeah. I have studied with the top people in the world i spent all my mind on my money or studying, <laughs> studying, studying by everybody that could be in the states or europe in different places and um the more i learn the less i know as you say they say the more you you know the less you know you know and exactly. i was totally there so i was very interested to help people and i was doing psychotherapy because i had learned from your, your, your from your school and combined them together and i found that was phenomenal and then i was lucky mm -hmm. enough to be able to be accepted by the psychotherapy the, the Psych yes. crpo the crpo which yeah. i became psychotherapist and but yep. but I have gone through a lot of process and hard work, but all this work was because I loved it. I loved the whole process, and I was lucky enough to have started with you guys. Because if no, I was thanks. in a hard environment in the beginning, I would have quit. Right, right. I should have had you on a few other times about the school. I didn't know you were going to, you know. Well, next time <laughs> you were you like my best spokesperson call me again. I'm always available <laughs> for you to. So then I'm, you went. Then you went on though and started your 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 own school in in hypnotherapy as a trainer. Yes. Yes. Well, what I did was originally I I didn't want I didn't have to work I didn't want to work I whatever but then I started doing uh, case studies and I was trying doing the work and all of a sudden the people were so excited with my work and they were calling me back again and again and again and but before I knew I had so many clients and then those people they want to learn what I was doing so I decided why don't I teach people how to do this right and because for me. To learn myself better, actually, self is enough for that. To learn myself better, I had to teach it. So you learn something when you teach it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I taught we my always hypnosis. we always teach best what we need to learn the most. Thank you. And I taught my class ninety three times. This this class I'm teaching right now is the ninety third class. Wow, wow, amazing! That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a lot of classes, and of course, because of the pandemic. You move from, you know, in the in the classroom onto the onto Zoom, I'm assuming. So the Zoom, I uh, turn and it's, it's working fantastic. Right now we're teaching uh, one of the classes, um, the hypnosis class every Wednesday from two, two o'clock Eastern time to six. And then we're starting now the past life class and we have other classes too, but we are also expanding for other um, areas. I am... Uh, I am going to be working with a number of other people, and we will go f expand the whole uh, the whole school. and And uh, we are also adding uh, mindfulness hypnotherapy 
And that's a new thing that we're teaching right now. Next Monday, we'll have a class for that. We have a, a Professor um, Fatemi, he's teaching that. He's a Harvard University professor. And we're okay. teaching classes together. And it's uh, wonderful. Some other time we can come along together in that in your program. Gordon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, interesting. So do you, other than him, I mean, do you have other teachers like in the Toronto area where your school is like, mm-hmm. that teach for you? No, you do all the no, I do all the teachings, and now we have. I had, I used to have a few other people, and I used to have. A, I invited people come and teach in my school for classes, but they were yes. not steady. Now, Doctor Fatim is going to be part of part of this uh, group, and we're going oh, to okay. take it further to the international international level. So, when was the last time uh, your husband saw you? <laughs> Five minutes. Ago. But you're right. My poor husband <laughs> have to put up with me. <laughs> my and children, your children saw you. My, my children, mother? excuse me, my children are, are are old enough to take care of themselves. They still need their mommy. <laughs> I know that my babies, no matter what they are. Exactly. I wish my mommy was still here. Um, so it's, let me ask you then. So when someone is hypnotized, what exactly is happening there? Well, I think people when, are kind of scared of it and fascinated at the same time. Yes, people are scared because the media has portrayed hypnosis as a scary thing. And they're fascinated because they've seen uh, what's happening. The reality is when somebody's hypnotized, it's, um, it's, I call it, my interpretation of hypnosis is a focus attention. In other words, your mind, right now I'm sitting here, I can listen to everything, I can, I, I can, pay attention to everything. So I'm right. not really focusing on one thing, even though I'm focusing on you, God. Right. But when you're hypnotized, you focus on the one thing that the other person you're communicating. And if you accept the information that is coming from the hypnotist, from the other person, yeah. because you're so focused on it, if you accept it, it's going through to you and then we can make transformation because hypnosis is a tool for me. Is nothing more than a tool yeah, yeah. to access the subconscious mind. Right. Now there are many, right. many definitions in the in the dictionaries and all these other places. Uh, but my thinking is, we use hypnosis in order to bypass the conscious, which is the analytical mind, part of the mind. Yeah. We need to bypass that, and we access the subconscious, which is the emotional part, and then the unconscious is affected, which is the unconscious is the part of the mind that takes the actions, the autonomic autonomic bodily function. In other words, when I'm, you're sitting here right now, you're digesting the dinner you had and you don't even uh, re- recognize uh, right. recognize that you're doing that or you blink in your eyes, you, your blood circulates at the same time you're sitting here. This is the unconscious part of your mind does that. But also if we have addiction, if we are addicted to, I don't know, whatever you call it, yep. the, again, the, the same thing goes on. The thinking come up, the thinking come up, and then the feeling takes place. And then the, the part, that the autonomic part that normally is associated to that, that's where the drink or the alcohol or the food or whatever it is, it's the, the urge comes there and it has to work. Another example I always say is um, if I'm driving, and I see the policeman. The see the policeman is the conscious part. I see the policeman. That's just thinking. And then, but my association to the to the policeman is probably he's going to give me a ticket. So I my feeling the fear comes up, and yeah. then my 
her hands sweating or my heart beats or my blood pressure goes up is in the unconscious part of your mind. Once we understand that, this is my understanding. So yeah. if somebody comes to me and they have some issues, they have anxiety or they have something else, I then will have to, tra to trace what is the emotion behind that anxiety? Right. When do you get anxiety? Wake and then we trace back all the steps and we go back to the root cause. And uh, because you're so focused again, and you can go back when you're two years old and uh, whatever is happening, and we we change, clear, reframe, and all that the, the, the event, and all of a sudden we have a diff different transformation. The person is totally transformed because the right. connection is broken. Right, right, right. Yeah, the energy's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is, is there certain areas that you work more in? I'm a. I, I, more in, I work with traumas, I work with anxieties, I work with uh, with the people that nobody else can help, they send them to me. But I, <laughs> I found- I'm sorry, found, you gotta go to Debbie. <laughs> I, I have that, I'm sorry, but I have that from a lot of people. But, uh, but the um, I found out a uh, lot of our issues are uh, relational. If yeah. I have issues with my mother and father, if I have issues with my genealogy, the people can, if I issue issues with my um, inner child, if I issues when I was in the womb because my mother was upset or something, if I, when I was a child and I was, I went to school and I had, uh, I was bullied and that those, those emotions, those feelings is all has to do with something happened. And this is relational. And this is why I wrote yeah. the book. The relationship code, because code. I found out once we clear up the emo the emotional connection, and I learned in your school. I learned in your school to say courting, courting. It was part of that, but not. Yeah. But what I learned in your school was uh, mother plus father equals me. So if I clear all this with my mother and my father, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I will have fifty percent of my problems are gone. Because I, I I build that that early relationship and I That's become right. stronger and powerful. And then of course we look at the other things too. So, okay, so you have to hold on to that though, because if I don't, I'm going to be fifty percent in trouble. Uh, we have to break for a commercial. We'll be right oh. back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic healthcare, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. 
It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. I am here with uh, Debbie Papadakis, who is a hypnotist and a registered psychotherapist and a school founder the Hypno Healing Institute. Um, so let me ask, when when someone's under hypnosis, okay, when what are they, what is, or in hypnosis, in what, hypnosis. Is, what are they feeling? What are they feeling? Well, they, we have a different ways of hypnotizing. We can hypnotize somebody and add relaxation to it, or you, we can hypnotize without the relaxation. Uh, what, what does somebody feel if you look at the window and you pay attention to a, to a tree or something, to a bird? just there and somebody talks to you and you don't even basically yeah. you hear it but you don't hear what do you feel you feel peace you feel focused you feel relaxed now if we're using the relaxation technique along with the hypnosis induction then they build more relaxed more calm more and then they're letting go and the consciousness is letting go the body's going into this relaxing mode but even if we don't use the relaxation part and because we have inductions with no relaxation at all just just uh, to hypnotize the person it's basically they follow in instructions if they agree to it you see in order uh, i, I want to make that clear and not every everybody is accepting all the suggestions you're giving them right in order right. for a suggestion to go through the person has to say I like the suggestion. I believe it's going to work for me. Is that good for me? It's going to help me. And the suggestion will go through. But if you, if the person says, well, I don't really like that suggestion. I don't think it fits in with my kind of thing. It doesn't work. It will just be dis- right. discarded. I think people are afraid of being like touched or abused, you know, but you can't be made to do something that's outside of your value system or your morals. Never. Never. Yeah. You can never make through because you're more alert. You're totally aware. You know exactly what's happening outside. Okay. So, say that again slower. Say that again slower. That was important. That was important? Yeah. The, yeah. And that is the fact that. is you are fully awake. You're fully awake. Uh, well, I don't use the word awake. I, I, you're alert. You're totally alert. You know exactly what's happening. And yeah. You you are more um, in heightened state of our alertness of awareness because right. can you imagine we're doing um, <clears throat> can I finish the other thing I was talking yeah, about yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the first one is I'm not I can accept this and I'm going to accept I'm going to it's going to go through the question the suggestion the second one is 
I don't like this. I don't think it's appropriate. It's not going to go. And the third one is, it's a wishy-washy. I don't know if it's going to work. It can work for you, but it's not going to work for me. It's not going to go through. Right. If there's any questioning, it doesn't go through. Just discard it, and that's it. Person's so, not ready yet. They're not ready. No, they're yet. not ready. They don't trust. They don't trust. That's what you talked about. Trust. We need yeah, to yeah. trust the person and to accept. And and but again, even if they trust you, they're still not going to do exactly what you tell them. And the fear is some people say, "Well, you're gonna, uh, you can uh, change everything." I, I, no, you don't. You can't. No. Otherwise, right. you know what? I believe. If, if that was correct, we can tell somebody you're healed and they're going to be healed. No. Just yeah, we could do them. that. We'd go over there and we would do Putin and we'd change his head. <laughs> 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 we'd say, no, no, no. We're going to give you some new ideas. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's, so that's absolutely true. It's just a tool to allow us to enter the subconscious where the emotions are and we can go there and work with those emotions, change the emotion, uh, reframe it, change the whole thing. And all of a sudden we ask the subconscious to come back and change everything that is associated to it. And all of a sudden you come up and the person doesn't feel that that uh, unwanted feeling anymore. Mm. And then we go back and I like a little puzzle and you work little by little by little. And... Um, uh, sometimes things they don't even know, they don't even know um, that existed within themselves and they come up with it. Now, the question is, is these stories that they tell you when they go back as a child, are these true stories? I don't, I'm not, I, I don't think so. I tell you why. If I okay. had 10 people in front of you, in front of me, and I, I tell them a story, and then I ask you to repeat what I said, I'm going to get 10 different stories. Absolutely. So which one is this true story? It's your perception of the stories, right. how you accepted that story. So whatever they're telling me going back, for me. It's, it's their perception of that. Well, their perception of it. But that's also what's influencing their emotional response to the world too, though. That's right. So that perception is actually really important. I know what and you're I, talking about with the, the stories. I mean, we do that, you know, when I teach listening skills is yes. to tell one person a a story and then they have to tell the one person beside and they whisper it all the way around yeah, yeah. and see what see what it comes back as you know it's totally different kind of thing it's quite fascinating or if 10 people watched a car accident 10 people would have the same would have a different story even though they watched the same event well they did a study in one of the universities where they were the students of law in the law, they had, they were, they were in whatever they were learning something and they were focusing the, the, the trainer or the professor. And at some point the door opened up and a, a guy with a shotgun comes and he shoot, I don't know how many shots. And then they had questionnaire, how many was it? How many? And, and they had from one to seven. And they, yeah. and, and they said, well, you were all witness, all of you, 400 of you were witness and you gave me different stories. Yeah. And so, that's a big problem with witnesses in the court system, actually. That's right. That's yeah. right. And over so, time, it changes. My focus is if I'm having, if my client has anxiety or something like that, can I help them to clear that anxiety? Is this true story they told me is true or not true? I don't, I don't go in. First of all, I don't 
dwell inside too much of the story. I just go make this person see it from a higher perspective or different perspective, look at that uh, forgiveness, uh, changes to whatever I need to do. And all of a sudden that emotion is not there. And the minute you break that emotion, all of a sudden with the appropriate suggestions after that, we can clear or any associated events to that. And all of a sudden the person comes in and they feel, Go back and look at the thing, that emotion or that that anxiety. Well, yeah. I just feel uh, a little bit of frustration now. The anxiety is not there anymore. So we go back with the frustration and then we go back with, so over and over and before they know that anger is not there, the hurt is not there, the, all this other stuff is not there, all of a sudden they become, they really become uh, more empowered. And when my world is, if the more empowered people are outside, we will be better citizens. We will love more each other more. We're going to help everybody more. We will do, we'll be better than our children. We're not going to come out of fear. We're going to come out of strength. Yes. And when you come out of strength, you have a better country, better city, better everything, better world. Yeah. Well, even the ability to trust is based on my ability to trust myself that no matter what happens, I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. The more I know that, the more I can trust you. Yes. You and know, trust is an act you. of self. Sorry. Yes. Trust. But I'm helping you to become stronger too. If you have. Oh, no, trust. absolutely. Absolutely. And then the minute you become stronger, you're helping others by your being the way you are in the world. Yes. So yeah. I, I personally believe that. Uh, through this work, we are helping people to become better people. And uh, the more people accepting their negative issues and they willing to change them, all of a sudden they become better people and they have generations are affected, generations. Because I, without even knowing yes. subconsciously, I dump my, my negativity to my kids and my kids to their kids. And we carry information from generations and generations that they were they were they they had a different lifestyle they had different ways of living and we still carry them so a lot of my work is to go back to the generations and change and heal and do whatever needs to be done and once yeah. we do that all of a sudden we come back and we feel stronger and better and we can um, make the the world a better place absolutely it's very spiritual <clears throat> it's a very spiritual so. act yeah yeah i think i was so. just talking to somebody today actually uh this afternoon uh you know about sort of at ancestral you know intergenerational of you know our, our grandparents lived through the depression that's right and so it was like save everything and don't oh no we can reuse that or we can, you know and then it, it you know it keeps coming down of the not wasting or the or of course the pendulum effect the exact opposite yes. is yeah, get rid of it i deserve it it's mine, you know, That's I lived right. through the depression, uh, therefore I can, you know, do whatever, because I have lots of money now, even if they don't, you know, That's there's right. that, that entitlement sort of thing. But it, it's, it, that really travels down, you know, what's happened in our world, our families, like our, our genetic ancestors carry that, and we just keep passing it on and passing it I- on. I'm creating a course in that because I've been doing it for years. And so many of my students are asking, I'm going to create, I'm creating a course in this genealogical times and how it, and how do we release it? Uh, mm. 
So through hypnotherapy, we can do that. But uh, the other good thing I, I personally very proud of is I'm combining psychotherapy with hypnotherapy. Right. I don't just do hypnotherapy alone. I combine, no, exactly. them, exactly. I combine them together. And that's made, that makes a big difference to, to see people uh, transforming so much like really fast because they go into the core issue when they're hypnotized and the core issue the, the the further they go into their core issue the more they can clear up issues or we go back to past lives and if we go to like if you go back and to me it's not about religion or past, past life what it means and all that to no. me it means i have this person who has a uh, this uh, i don't know addiction with alcohol or drugs or whatever and I go back, whatever that comes, whatever story comes up, is it true or not true? I don't really care. And we clear the issue all of a sudden, they don't have that urge, they don't have that connection. And of right. course, there's the behavior, then we have to do some work around that. But but it's it's a very powerful work to work at that deep levels. And that's what I- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're making a really good point here, which is something that I really try to put out there is you're not focused on the addiction. And a lot of people focus on the addiction you focus on the person. Yes. And that's where I'm hearing you're focusing. And that's what I think is absolutely crucial is the addiction is irrelevant. That's only a symptom. Yes. Now it can be, it can be very problematic. It can be crippling, you know, but if we see the person for who they are and accept that there's a whole bunch of healing just happened with that person. That's we right. also haven't labeled them and said, oh, you're an alcoholic, you're an addict, you're, you know, and then we carry that around with, you know, with us for years and years and years and years. I yeah. personally don't see a difference between addiction of alcohol or drug or a food or a, or a workaholic or somebody else. They're all the same behind. They have the different stories, but it's the same thing. And once no you cannot control of something, it's great to go and look for help to, to reverse it, to change it, because that doesn't affect you, only affects your family, your community, your country, your people, your city, your, your everybody. Yeah, it's like break and the cycle. We, yes, we need to break the cycle. And we bring, and you mentioned about genealogy. A lot of people were in the wars. A lot of people were in the famine. A lot of people were... So we carry their stuff still inside of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, can anybody be hypnotized? Well, anybody can hypnotize. Anybody who can follow instructions. And they oh, don't that's have it the That's it for me. That's it for me. No, no, I can't follow instructions. <laughs> yes, you can follow instructions. One day you have to come and I'll hypnotize you, please. I love that. That'd be fun. Please, please. Anyway, we can do the Zoom. Never mind so um, anybody who is uh, who doesn't have a fear, the people who cannot be hypnotized are people who don't have fear. Of course, if we're looking at people who have a medical uh, problems with uh, with uh, schizophrenia or something like that, okay. yeah. there are different issues. But even psychiatrists can hypnotize them. If you're yeah. not psychiatrist, it's not wise to hypnotize. Well, some people are very easily hypnotized too, because yes. I know when I was when I was learning and doing public meditations, I was told. To, you know what to say at the end of the meditation because my voice was very hypnotic yeah it would go into a certain rhythm and people were actually getting hypnotized um and i'm like really you know and i'm like let's make them chickens um <laughs> come on you know what crazy uh, but yeah it was it was interesting you know the people could just in a meditation at a public gathering 
go into a form of meditation. You know, because yes. it increases suggestibility, doesn't it? That's that right. And the more focused they are, the more they suggest. But they, again, they have to accept that suggestion. Right. They're not gonna. You're not gonna be giving suggestions, and people are gonna grab them. Right. Right. And that is the basis of the whole work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people can, can say come to healing meditation, but do they really want to heal? Well, then you're looking at the pay, the pay, the payoff. Do I well, want to, what, what benefits I get out of it and all? I mean, there is, there is all kinds of uh, layers yeah. and layers and layers. But I a lot know. of people wanted to heal and a lot of people are ready to heal. And they see the suffering of the whole family and the suffering, what's happening outside. And if they, they're responsible view, they say, okay, I know it's uncomfortable for me to heal this. Maybe I get some benefits, but how about the impact I have in my family? So then they start working. Quite often people, they won't work for themselves. They won't go for therapy for themselves, but they will go for their children. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're like a weapon in therapy, aren't they? What about yeah. your children? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the children are incredibly important, what, what, uh, what parents will do. You know, I just read, actually, this genome study that has just come out. They've been putting together, you know, genes in pairs and going back, and they have actually gone back, this is at Oxford, 100,000 years. It's yeah. the largest family tree they've ever ever been able to do on a giant data a database and basically showing we're all connected yes we are all connected at some level you know and that doesn't even touch the spiritual thing but just in terms of our our genetics we're all connected yeah. But it's, isn't it that genetic is also connected to the spiritual thing? Of I mean, we do is. past lives and we do life between life we work here and I teach these classes too. And we, when we enter that level, we are like a nothing, we're spirit, we're, we have access to everything around us. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all connected. Your negativity affects the other people's negativity. So we all, and once you start seeing that, all of a sudden we become better people in order to help ourselves and not to hurt others. And, and finally, we own our own issues. And, uh, and uh, once you start working, the, the question I get all the time is, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? I know, I know, absolutely. Or 40 or 60. On that note, 40 or 60, we have to take a break here. We'll be back in 120 seconds. <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes. Thank you. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. 
We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, Debbie and I are having a great talk here about hypnosis. Now, I want to I want to talk about something I think a lot of people are aware of. Um, it happened in the U.S. in the '90s, um, where um, you know some women were or younger women, girls were hypnotized, and out of that came a story that said they had been sexually abused, and often it was a family member it was one of the most destructive things that ever happened because, you know, suddenly these girls are blaming their fathers, their brothers, whatever families were blown up that never came back together only to discover at the end that these were manufactured tales. They were suggestions being given by the therapist. So that's one question is, is how, how does hypnosis, how is it influenced by the belief of the therapist? Um, so we ended up having a thing called false memory syndrome, um, yes. because we recognize kind of what you're saying. You can lie, you can lie under, but the suggestibility can actually help you or make you create stories that never happened. Unless, unless you want to, <laughs> it's, a uh, it's, um, uh, any hypnosis, you can lie, you can, uh, Miss, you give misinformation, or or exactly what we do in real life. I can get a ten percent of some story, and then I can add more information to that. Uh, so, um, to me, uh, hypnosis—it's not um, evidence that hundred percent is correct. Even in the course, I think fifteen years ago, um, I remember uh, seeing an article where uh, they they used to in courts here in Toronto they used to allow hypnosis as evidence and then they discarded it because the person can lie in hypnosis so sometimes right. we see visions and all that and those visions does not mean does not mean is a correct exactly vision however for me if a, my my client sees a vision like that i will 
change it, uh, reverse it, do whatever it needs to take, and all of a sudden, in order not to have that problem. My whole focus is what problem you come from, how can we change this, how, where do you want to go with that, and how would we change that, and it has nothing to do with um, with what we see there, because even when we go into the the situation from the past, from regressions and all that, mm -hmm. I don't focus too much on that because anything you focus too much becomes bigger. So I just take that information and right away start changing the feelings, the emotions, the whole thing around it, and the story changes. Yeah, well, yeah, the details may not, but how how they feel about it and how they're experiencing it changes. You know. And we can change that. And I, I, I personally don't see it. Yeah. I, I, I support the false memory syndrome. And I do talk in my classes about it. That is, uh, they're right. They have uh, stories can come up and you can create anything you want to. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, that's really sort of the based on the integrity, isn't it, of the therapist? Because somehow or other, these therapists believed what these girls were saying. And these whole, you know, horrible. Imagine your family, wow. you know, being ripped apart through some bullshit story. You know, um, it was really tragic. It was really tragic. Millions and millions of dollars, in, you know, insurance companies. So to the point where insurance companies won't even insure some forms of regression and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, I know it's written into my malpractice about doing regression that mm -hmm. I can't do or soul retrieval or anything like that. Um, so, um, yeah, it had a huge impact. It had a huge impact in Canada. I know that anything that comes up of, in terms of if you've given witness and then you are hypnotized, any new data that comes up cannot be entered that's into, right. into the system. Because that's that. right. Right. That's quite fascinating. That's quite fascinating. I'm really glad you clarified that. You know. Well, I, I hope it's clear. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, we have to be careful, even in real, real therapy. Forget hypnosis. How about in real therapy? Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. absolutely. I mean, people, you know, if, if people, um, you know, again, it's that whole perception thing. We all see things differently. You know, what one sees as being trauma, this person over here does not see it as trauma. And it could be almost identical, you know. Um, but that's what makes us so unique. It makes us so wonderful. And <laughs> you know? what is it? The, 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 they go, it's going through their own filters. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, I go back to what we bring in into our, from our past yep. and, and where we are at that level. And we take that information and we can create, this is why you give a story to 10 people and they give you 10 stories because everybody has their own uh filters their own interpretation of things if you were to take me and then each of my brothers and interview us each as to what it was like in my house growing up you would get a whole bunch of different stories well i had one time i was working with two sisters and uh, one sister came in from far away one sister came in and she she spent it, those days i was doing 12 sessions she came in and she said uh, the father was the most horrible person in the world and all that stuff. And then uh, the sister came in uh, at another time and she said he was the most beautiful person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you couldn't believe the, the difference of interpretation, but there they were talking about their own experiences. That's right. That's right. And how they interpreted those experiences. How they inter how we all interpreted everything. 
We're all yeah. watching the news and we have different stories. We talk to each other, to people who come up with a different story. Right. You should see what I'm going to say about this interview. Um, <laughs> I really want to know what you're going to say about this interview. <laughs> I love your humor. Um, you know, it's uh, that perception if we can only understand that as long as you embrace that we all have a, our own story and that yeah. and that story is crucial to who we are and we tell ourselves stuff about ourselves all the time mm -hmm. now your and, job and, obviously and yeah. in, in in hypnosis or hypnotherapy and mine in regular therapy is to alter that that is more yeah. realistically based again they have to you make them see it from a different perspective because some of them are pretty horrible I They're understand very, that. Yeah. Very horrible. I understand that. But uh, but once we start getting and talking about and, and see the person who created those stories at the state they were and how well or how sick or how what kind of state they were and what their experience was, all of a sudden, then the dropping of anger can go down or the perception can go down and all of a sudden you change the perception and there's more love comes in and the more love comes in, the more love we send all over the place and everybody feels in peace. Yeah, yeah. I think one piece of that is, to, one piece of being at peace is understanding about forgiveness. Yes. You know, it's, it's our, it, forgiveness is so much about us People are afraid that if I forgive somebody from my past that did me wrong or whatever, that I'm condoning their behavior. And that's not what forgiveness is. That's right. It's not, not that you're all. forgiven. You don't forgive the behavior. You forgive the person who did that. And you, the, the behavior, you're not agree with it is wrong, but you're not holding that person. And if we see that person under different light, again, if we look at ourselves, our own lives, have we all been perfect in every level? Come on. I try. I try. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> no, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, uh, as I always say, some people operate like they got the rule book and they didn't give me one. You know, how do, you know, it's like, well, you don't do that. How, how do, nobody told me I don't do that, you know, whatever it might be. But it's like some people operate like they got a rule book when they arrived here. And the rest of us didn't get one. But, but uh, Gord, how about we take people from different parts of the world? They have a oh. different rules. Absolutely. Culturally. Different way yeah. of thinking. Yep. I went and taught in China and I was analyzing people that I was there. It was incredible. And thinking, my God, why don't I think that, that myself? So it, it was, it's, it's, uh, they have a different, they grew up with a different systems. And I, I was, I grew up in Greece. So my rules was totally different. And then I come here and I question myself and I, I could have judged the whole thing outside or I could exactly. say, just a second, maybe I can learn something from this. Yes. Maybe you can teach something from that. That's right. You know, absolutely. And so, uh, I don't know, when you're a therapist, as, as long as you are or I am, you see, you, you heard everything, you saw everything, you, everything is, <laughs> everything is, there is a reason for people to do whatever they do. And I don't condone or, or accept or whatever. We look at if each situation and we work with that to bring the best out of the people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best we can do. It's the best we can do with ourselves. 
mm-hmm. is to offer offer you know the best that we know how to do today. Yes. You know, and that'll change when I'm 95. I hope. <laughs> Please, I want to be 95. Um, <laughs> well, uh, why not? Yeah, exactly. Why exactly. not? You can be 105. Nah, I don't know. That's starting to get up there for me. But I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it's like that woman who was the longest serving mayor in North America, who just was 101, you know, and she's like fully, you know, Hazel McCallion. God love her. I mean, she I was out there. I love that lady. Absolutely. She's, she's just like f- vibrant. She has so much life in her, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Betty White. I yes. mean, talk about making yes. a decision. Like, yes. I don't want to be a hundred. Well, she wasn't. She almost made it. Yes. 99. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this My grandfather woman, was 99. My grandfather. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was five months short of his, his uh, 100th birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's right. So somebody asked me, what can you do? And I wrote this down. Through hypnotherapy, can we help clients to dispel negative emotions, limiting beliefs, fears, phobias, explore hidden potential, connect with the true self, empower themselves to make positive, lasting changes, create positive attitude and behavior, behaviors, Heal the mind and body and reconnect with the infinite source. Yeah. And, and I think probably the most important word to me, my perception is attitude. Yes. I think, you know, uh, uh, my, uh, uh, Maya Angelou, who's one of my favorites. Uh, me women, too. My she's favorite, wonderful. Yes. Uh, you know, who said that if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Yes. You know, yes. see, going to work, I hate going to work every day. I hate going. To, uh, it's like that attitude is not going to make this a, ever a good experience. You know, mm-hmm. but just for today, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to work today. And that just that begins to create a flow on there. You know, uh, very, very different. Your book, it is called, I just wrote it down. Where is it? Um, the. Next one. There the relationship go. code. Here Thank it is. you. You've got it with you. The relationship code. Heal your wounded heart. That's yes. wonderful. Yeah. And that people, as you said, it's all relational, isn't it? All about relationship, but it's also relationship is about uh, what creates the traumas that you have in life. And today, if your behavior is this and this and this, go back to the childhood and see what's going on. A lot of stories, a lot of stories and a lot of exercises and a lot of uh, how to you heal yourself. If people can can take the book and uh, Work they can it. buy it through the Kindle, the Kindle. Okay, Amazon. And then uh, and also you can the the Audible. And if they want the physical book, they have to call here in our office, and we'll okay. send them. But, okay. So but if you want to contact Debbie, she's at hypnohealing.com. www.hypnohealing.com. You can also reach her through me um, on the shows. Uh, uh, website at info at spiritgrows.ca. Uh, um, phone number is 416-760-8996. But you can That's reach right. her thank through you. me. Debbie, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you very As much. Always, it, it goes so fast. You. It goes so fast. Um, so I'm Gordon Dell. I will be back here next Thursday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. Please enjoy your week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay curious. And God bless these people and some prayers.
to the places where they don't they don't see light right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it so much. It was lovely seeing you again. Thank God you. bless. You too. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 